good. How's Tulia doing this morning? Come on. Amen. Y'all just got saved by the fire, man. The fire stopped. That's something to shout about right there. I was driving in this morning and I saw all of the the black everywhere and I thought, man, it's going to be a pretty spring and summer around here. You know, the fire comes, it, it does some things, doesn't it? It burns away all the stuff that doesn't need to be there. And we could take this natural fire and say, Lord, apply the fire in our lives. And uh, show me where uh, if there are areas that need to be burned away. Because when it's all said and done after the burning, there is a peace. And for many of you, 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 uh, you sensed the God's peace after it was all sent, said and done. And thank God for his mercy uh, and grace. Amen. We want to thank all those uh, wonderful men and that were out there fighting those fires for us. Uh, I'm so privileged to be here, and it's always an honor. Uh, I have, I have, I have to, you have to understand, I've already preached this message, and so I'm like, okay, Lord, how does this pertain now to you guys, right? And, and I'm like, okay, I've got to re, do that rewind thing. And, and so I'm like, all right, here it goes. I was, I was uh, getting ready for, to minister this message, <clears throat> Uh, or preparing for this message, and I thought it was for my house at home, the, the one I'm called to, Life House. And uh, when Pastor Russ called, and man, we had a great time last night, and I said, well, that message is for Tulia. And I said, all right, praise God, so I'm going to go with it today. Are you all okay with that? Yeah. Amen. The title of this message is, What Are You Hanging On To? What Are You Hanging On To? And... Uh, 2016, for my life, uh, for my family, for the ministry that God had called us to, was a year of many uh, struggles, many uh, battles that we had faced, some, vic- some good victories, uh, some times of wins. We had some wins, but we also had some losses. And I never was so happy the night that I got to kiss my wife on the lips when the clock Struck 12, and it was 2017. I thought, praise God, 2016 is over. Does anybody ever, did anybody feel that way, or am I the only one? There's a, there's a few of you in here. My Lord, 2016 couldn't have ended quick enough. And so 2017's here, and praise God, I just feel like there's a, a fresh uh, wind in our cells, and, and we're just doing some wonderful things. As I was sitting over there praising this morning in the first service, the Lord began just to speak to me about this house. And one of the things he said, he says, get ready because y'all are about to kick it into another gear. And the Lord said, get ready because your your seat may change and you better be okay with it. Because there's going to be newness coming into this house. So I'm just preparing you, and I'm excited to see what the Lord does. Amen. Uh, so for me, 2016 was a year. It was like, ah, I'm so glad 2017 is here. I want to give you an illustration of this morning as I was thinking about what am I hanging on to? I thought about going up into the attic at my mom's house because I stayed with my mom last night. 
But they have so much stuff in the attic. I couldn't find those luggage, those suitcases. And so I could, I could just see this. I want you to see this. I want you to see a person that is loaded down with luggage. Uh, it was, and if you had this picture, you could have saw me at Heathrow Airport in London last year. I was carrying my luggage plus Tanya's, and she had stuff, and it was ridiculous. We had luggage out the wazoo. We should never have traveled internationally with that much luggage. Okay? And so I want you to get this picture in mind of a person that, <laughs> that's carrying all this luggage. My wife says I make a, a cute pack mule. <laughs> you can laugh. It's funny. So thanks, babe. Appreciate it. You know, I, I'll carry your luggage any day. And so I, I want you to understand that you can't go into the next season in life carrying baggage. When God has something good for you, how many of you know he's going to require you to drop some things? For me to go from here to there, I have to let go of luggage. I have to let go of stuff. And, and so I believe today we have to understand to enter into the next season, I've got to let go of some luggage. I've got to let go of some things. We understand the children of Israel. You've all heard the story. They went into the, they, they, were, they were offered the promised land. But they, they stood in the wilderness. They, they kind of traveled in the wilderness. They wouldn't let go of some things. See, they, were, they couldn't let go of Egypt. Right, So they had all this luggage, and God said, you ain't going into the next land. You ain't going into the next season I have for you until you drop the luggage. So today I'm asking you, what are you hanging on to? And we're going to talk about that a little bit. You know, uh, the, the Olympics weren't too far past. And when they ran the 100-meter yard dash... The difference between first and last place was three-tenths of a second. Hussein Bolt, which set the world record, and the last guy was three-tenths of a second. The margin was not very much, that difference there. I mean, my goodness, I, you know, three-tenths of a second, that means that guy had... The guy in last place once had broke a record, broke some records down the way, but uh, he's no way no. He's no good. The margin between first and last, not very, not very much. I read a book called Game Plan. Has anybody ever read the book Game Plan? And the, the premise behind the book is, is there were uh, coaches from the NFL that were given a chapter. And, and, and in this book, they just wrote about certain topics. And they made this book called Game Plan. And one of the coaches in the NFL, he made this statement in one of the first chapters. He said, uh, he said the difference between being a bottom five team and a top five team in the NFL was the difference of two players. Two players. So I could be at the bottom of the barrel or I could be at the top of it with two people. 
Dallas Cowboys got two great people last year. <laughs> and all my Dallas Cowboy fans are like, yes, yes, we, there is hope. We're going to the Super Bowl. That's right. We're getting rid of baggage. Tony Robo. <laughs> two people from the bottom of the barrel to the top. You know, excellence, the difference between average and excellence is not very far. There really is not a huge difference. Average and excellence, there's really not much. I don't know about you, but I want to go to the great place that God has for me. My family, my wife, my marriage, my kids. And maybe it doesn't look like that for you. Maybe it's, it's, it's struggle. Maybe it's, oh, you can say, Pastor, if you only knew. Well, God knows. And so God's, God's about the details, isn't he? And, and so today we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about the details. Many times in life, the enemy wants to get us to focus on the big things in life. We have a natural tendency to get so overwhelmed by the hugeness or the vastness of the situation, of, of that bill, or, the, or when you step on the, uh, the, the weight machine there, or the, the scale, and you see, oh my gosh, I, how did I get there? I'll tell you a funny story. I was in Bungoma, Kenya. We have a church there. We, we planted a church over in Africa, and, and uh, I was, the pastor's mother owns a dress shop, a dress clothing shop there, and uh, we, had, we had the afternoon off, and I went over to her shop, and she has a real neat shop, and I was admiring this shirt, and she goes, oh, you like that, Pastor Jeremy? I said, yeah, I like that. She goes, oh, it's too small for you. You need to reduce. I was like, reduce? Then she handed me a Coca-Cola. And I said, like, all right. Sometimes the vastness or the bigness of the issue, our eyes get on that. And really, if we'll just change what we're eating, if we'll exercise a little bit daily, you know, we're talking about making some change in the details today. We, uh, we got cameras at our church in uh, Midland. And, and uh, of course, I, I'm preaching, and, you know, they say the camera adds 5 to 10 pounds. I didn't, and when I looked, I said, that camera adds 25 to 30 pounds. <laughs> and everybody just laughs. It's funny. But I realized in order for me to make some changes in my health, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start by, I got to get to exercising, the details, right? Got to do some of the smaller things. In order to get out of debt, I got to start with paying off that small bill. You know, I, we, get, we see this huge debt number, we get frustrated. And sometimes we say it's too much and we don't even execute or get going. Is how many times that happened in our Christian walk as well. Where we look up and maybe we're not where we are supposed to be. With our daily walk with Christ. With our scripture reading. Our praying. 
Maybe God has told us to witness to somebody to share the love of Jesus, and, and we haven't done it because it's so. You see what I'm saying? God, God wants to, you to know today that he is concerned about you, and he hasn't forgotten about you. But there's things that are in you you have to let go of because God has a great season for you. Amen. Are you getting this this morning? If I had a point, this would be my first one. The difference between average and excellence is found in the details. It's found in the details. The little details, the little things. You know, even the enemy knows this. He's not ignorant, you know. He's very cunning. The Bible says the small foxes that spoil the vine. He understands that the little, little things in life can destroy the big things. If you and I will focus on the little things, the giants will come down in our lives. Amen. Amen. Um, uh, little things make a big difference. And how fitting this message is today, especially after the fires that roared through, through this town and through the outskirts of this town. A story I was so blessed by when I, when I heard it was by Miss Vicki uh, was asked by Miss Ashley, her daughter, what, what things do we need to gather up out of the house because of the evacuation Miss Vicky says, as long as I have Rusty and you guys, I'm okay. And when life stares at you, and when you've got to make a decision in life, really, what matters to us is, is going to be the thing that the Lord will determine us by. There will be some people that will try to unload the whole house Huh? But really, is that, is that going to all matter when it's all said and done? No, it's not. I do believe the decisions you make when life is facing you right here, the decisions you make do matter. What decisions you make when you're under pressure do matter. Uh. And how many people would try to carry all that luggage? And yet, their salvation is letting it go and moving on down the road. Amen. Following me this morning. Amen. I want to tell you a story. But before I, before I tell you the story, I want you to turn over to 1 Peter chapter 5. And then I would like for you to hold your spot there. And turn to Psalm 55. 1 Peter chapter 5 and Psalm 55. And as you're turning there, I'm going to tell you this story. I, w- I was reading an article about plane crashes one day. <clears throat> and in, in the article, they were, the experts were saying, if a plane crashes, you have about 90 seconds on a commercial airliner to get everybody off. Okay? So the experts came down to this number of 90 seconds to get every 
body off of the commercial airliner. Well, not too long after that, there was a plane crash. And in this plane crash, there were about 200 so people on it. And um, the article said 10 people died in the crash. And, and, and they're like, why? They had plenty of time to evacuate. They had plenty of time to get off before things got really bad. What they found, that was there were people that were carrying their luggage and their purses to the door to evacuate out the door. But they couldn't carry their luggage and jump out at the same time. So they would drop their luggage and jump out. So when this is about 200 people, can you imagine all the luggage and carry-on sitting at the door? They couldn't get out the door. How ridiculous is that? You and I think, it's just common, man. We're going to get up out of our seat. We'll replace that later. But so many people are concerned about their stuff. And 10 people died. Isn't that amazing? I mean, when you start putting it all together, it's like, oh, my gosh. What? Is this really, is this really an issue? Because how many of us would have got up out of our seat, ran down the aisle, and jumped out the door? Huh? That had been me. But because people were trying to carry their stuff, 10 people passed away. See, you can't go to the next season carrying baggage what is it you're carrying today i want to address that are you carrying offense are you carrying unforgiveness is there stuff in your life that maybe people have done to you that you have just refused to let go of today is the day to let it go amen in first peter chapter 5 verse 7 This is what it says. Cast all your cares upon the Lord. Why? Because he cares for you. Cast all your cares on the Lord, for he cares for you. Psalms chapter 55, verse 22 says, Cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Commit or cast your burden on the Lord. That word there, care, means a divided mind. It means the word emphasizes distractions, anxieties, burdens, and worries. There are so many People walking around today that are distracted. They have a divided mind. They're not single focused on the things of God. They're being distracted. They're being pulled every which way. And they're trying to carry all this luggage. And the Lord is saying, it's time to let it go. Cast all your care upon me. Here's what it may look like for some. I don't know. Uh, we, we've... We are the most, probably the, the most, uh, as a society, we, are, we, we have so many great amenities. 
we don't have to work like we have, used to have to work. And as a society, we've really made life pretty comfortable. But yet, we're still the most worn out society. Why is that? I, I, I think it has to do with people carrying cares. I think it has to do with people walking in anxiety and, and, and living double-minded in, in these places. I think it has a lot to do with, with people just, you know, maybe in a conversation, it looks like this. Maybe you had a conversation with a friend, and in that conversation, when that friend left, you replayed that conversation over and over, and you said, well, what did she mean by that? Or, or what did he mean by that? What did she mean by reduce? <laughs> oh, what, what did he mean by that? Well, if he says that again next time, this is what I'm going to say. And so we start rehearsing the conversations. Now, a lot of times, it's not just one conversation we rehearse. It's a, it's, it's a, a, rehear, a rehearsed conversations we have daily with people. We carry these conversations. Well, what did she really mean by that? And, and now we have all of these conversations going on, and we are so worn out carrying the cares of those conversations. Huh? Am I speaking truth this morning? Say amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. see it's because we hold on to things this morning i'm encouraging you and you to not hang on but to let go let go and just like that example of the plane crash man we just need to get to safety we need to let go if i added point number two this is what it would be be free from having to know everything you don't have to know it all. Be free from having to know it all. For some people to have faith, they need to know the answer to every question. In life, there are things that only God can do. What can I do to change my wife or my husband? What can I do to change my children? What can I do to, you know... My, <laughs> you know that old saying, you know, a lot of people when they got married, they said, I do. And they thought that word I do meant redo. I'm going to redo him. I'm going to teach him a lesson. I'm going to teach her how to do some things. How many we know, all the men in the house say, amen, that don't work. We've tried that. <laughs> and today, you need to be free. From having to know everything. There are just some things you don't need to know. Why, why did this person get healed and that one not? Well, there, we have no idea what was going on behind the scenes. I prayed the same prayer here and they got their healing. And I prayed the same prayer here and they died and went home to be with the Lord. I don't know why. And there's only so, so many things we're, we're going to get on the other side of the heaven and we're going to say, okay, now why did that happen? But how many people carry baggage of 
Well, I don't know why God did, just does what he does. You don't need to know. You need to trust. You need to just trust God that he, it's all under control. Amen. You see, in order to go to the next season, sometimes it's going to be by just trusting God and trusting him at his word that he said he would do it and he'd be faithful because that's who he is. How many know he's a good God this morning? And he's a good father. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord a round of applause. Amen. He's so good to us. So today, be free from having to know everything. (laughs) Simple fact is, you can't change people. You can't change people. Um, my, My third point, if I had it today, it would be, When we take things in our hands that should only be in God's hands, we kill it. And I'm talking about taking luggage, of trying to make people, maybe our sons and daughters, our kids that have left the home, we keep trying to put our hands in that. Sometimes you just need to trust God and trust his word. Get your hands off of it so God can put his hands on it. And, and how many times we, we, we pick up that luggage and we try to go to the next season and we can't get out the door, right? Today, let's let go of trying to fix people. I want to bring up an issue to you or, or I'll bring up a scripture to you. There, there, was, a, there was a point in Moses' life very early uh, where, where Moses took matters in his own hands, okay? And, and, and don't get me wrong, there was passion in Moses. He had a love for the Israel, Israelite people, okay? He loved, he loved them so much. Being raised in an Egyptian home, he, he saw some of the things that were going on. And the Egyptian was beating up an Israelite, Okay? And the scripture says that Moses sees the Egyptian abusing an Israelite. And the scripture says he looked this way and he looked that way. He made a choice, didn't he? He looked this way and he looked that way. And he took the Egyptian in his hands and killed him. You see... When you do things in your flesh, in your arm, it may be, may be right, but you did it the wrong way. And I think a lot of times we need to get our hands off things. We just need to let God have his way in our lives, on our jobs, in our families, with our kids. And just trust that he said, he who began a good work in me will be faithful to complete it. Amen. Because we know today that God's a good God. We know today that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. We know today that, man, he's trying to get us to a good land. That good land flows with milk and honey. But we have to let go of some things. We have to let go of the luggage. 
So today, in closing, I want you to let go and be free today from what people say about you. And furthermore, what the enemy says about you. He's a liar. He's defeated. Those words, yes, we know that that old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That We know that's an unrealistic statement because words do hurt. But let me tell you, the word of God is stronger. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is even more uh, uh, weightier than those words of the enemy. And let me tell you, you've got to believe those words. Okay? I had someone tell me one time, and I'll tell you, I'll give you, I'll give you an example of this. I was working for a ministry back in the early 2000s, about 2099 to 2007, 2008. And in 2003, I'm a young guy in ministry. I was a youth pastor. I was doing worship, leading behind a guitar. and You know, just a young, young guy, just learning just trying to get it right. <laughs> and I would find, I'd get up, I'd had so much cotton mouth, I couldn't speak clearly because I'd get nervous in front of people. And, and, and I got up one day and I just bumbled and fumbled around. I promise you, I, I know I, I was horrible. It was pitiful. You know, it was like, oh. But what happened on the other side of that is really what kept me in bondage for a lot of years. The preacher said, pulled me aside after the service, said the best thing you could do is keep your mouth shut. That brought bondage. That, that was a suitcase I, I, I tried to carry for a long time. And one day, as I was working for another pastor... He said, why do you not talk when you get up there and sing? I said, because I was told to keep my mouth shut. He said, today I free you in the name of Jesus. We know that words hurt. We know that we can carry those baggage of those words all throughout our life. But today I'm telling you, be free. Be free. Those words were not ordained by God. Those are not God words. God has a great plan for you. Amen. So today, be free from words and what people say. And furthermore, even what the devil says, he's a liar. Number two, be free and let go of the luggage of having to know everything. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know that God is faithful, and he'll see me through. Amen. And the last thing, be free of trying to change people. Only God can do that. Only God can do that. Well, there's this co-worker. Man, he's really driving me nuts. Be free. Let him be a nut. And you be you. Let God work on him. Because he is. 
Well, you don't know who I have to deal with at work. Those girls, oh my goodness. We know. We get it. Let them be under God's hand and not yours. Be free from that. Cast all your care. Cast all your care. Cast all your burdens. Cast all your anxiety on the Lord because he cares for you. Amen. That word cast means to literally lift it up over your head and to throw it decisively. Today, you have to make a decision to cast the care over onto the Lord. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet. As I close this message, one of the things I love doing is I love raising my hands. And, and as I raise my hands, it's, as a, it's a really a sign of surrender. But it's also me saying, God, it's out of my hands and I'm putting it into yours. Amen. Today, if you just close your eyes with me and just raise your hands to heaven. And say, Father, I cast all my cares on you because I know you care for me. Father, I cast every situation. I, I hand it over to you. My children, I hand to you. My job, I hand to you. All this luggage and all this baggage, Father, I decisively hand it over to you. And I give you freedom to tell me where I need to drop some things. Lord, today I bless these people. Father, I thank you, Lord, for changing them from the inside out, for the details. Oh, Father, you're doing an awesome thing. And it's in you we live, we move, and we have our being. Lord, we cast it all over onto you right now. And we all said, amen, amen. Give the Lord a big hand clap of praise. What an honor and a privilege it is to minister to you. We love you. Know that you have someone in your corner. And that's Lifehouse Church in Midland, Texas that's praying for you and thanking God for you guys. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. We love you. Amen. Praise God. All right. I love you. I'm so glad you were here. You guys be blessed and have a wonderful rest of your weekend. See you later.